G'day, teabaggers. It's Will here. Um, uh, here's the second part of the Dave Anthony chat I put up the other day. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Again, uh, as with the other one, it was recorded a couple of months ago, so there is some out-of-date references. Um, I will say this is the last week that you can come and see uh, Willuminati at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. It's uh, certainly my favourite show that I've ever done, and it's, I've been getting some lovely feedback from people who've seen the show the last few years, who've enjoyed it. Uh, the most other shows, so um, it's been great. I'm a little bit croaky, but uh, I'm getting there and uh, trying to rest up because we've got the big, obviously, Tofop Live on Saturday night as well, so it's going to be a big last week. But uh, if you want to come out and see the show, please do. Uh, that would be fantastic. Um, and uh, get in before the weekends, probably, because uh, it always sells out on the final weekend. So uh, don't wait to buy a last-minute ticket then. Get in on the uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, which have been actually really awesome fun. Or there's the last uh, tight-ass Tuesday. And then after that, I'm off to uh, Acme in Minneapolis for a week. And then after Acme in Minneapolis, I'm in uh, at Helium in uh, Buffalo, New York. And then the week after that, I'm at the uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival in Portland, Oregon. And then the week after that, I'm doing Illuminati at the Enmore for two shows. Uh, they are on sale and they're close to selling out. And uh, Chatswood, uh, one of those shows is pretty much sold out, but we added a second show in Chatswood on the same night. Uh, so if you want to come and see any of those shows in Sydney, um, you can you can find all the details at the Sydney Comedy Festival or willanderson.com.au. Um, the last thing uh, I would say is uh, every year at the uh, Comedy Festival, they have like a People's Choice Award. And uh, this year you can vote online. Uh, so if you just go to the Comedy Festival website, comedyfestival.com.au, and you find the People's Choice thing, you can vote there for your favourite show. Um, I mean, obviously, if you like my show, I'd be lovely if you vote for that. But like maybe you love Justin's show or maybe you love Lindsay's show or maybe you know you love Tofop Life although I think that's on too late to vote for but uh, uh, set list or fan fiction or you know someone else's show Celia Picola some of the Celia Picola has been nominated for the Barry her former uh, guest Charlie on this show so anyway look get on there and, and vote for that that would be fantastic because uh, you can win yourself a, uh, a trip uh, for two to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival so it's actually a real amazing prize it'll only take you a couple of minutes to fill it in so I would definitely recommend if you like the podcast go and fill that in and uh you might win yourself a trip to Edinburgh, if nothing else. That'd be pretty cool. So anyway, I've been rambling on. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, so please come out and see my show. That'd be really cool. Uh, go and support all the other guests, Charlie's, uh, in there last week in the Comedy Festival. And uh, I'm going to post a few more episodes, some old ones this week. And then hopefully if my voice is okay, I'll try to record a couple of new ones as well. But uh, I just have to try to keep my voice for the shows at least at this stage. So anyway, um, uh, ramble, 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 blah, 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 blah. Enjoy the episode. Here's Dixie. The following episode of FOFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. Ironically, I'm not relaxed. (laughs) I think the balcony might be the new place for the podcast. It's pretty great. I'm enjoying it out here. I'm hoping the sound's okay because I think it might be a new thing where I'm just relaxed on the couch. We've both got our feet up. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and our guest Charlie Clawson, number one. Dave Anthony is here on the balcony. 
There's a plane flying overhead. It's a helicopter. Is it a helicopter? Although they just passed a some sort of law or something that they're going to limit the helicopters flying overhead. I mean, the big news, um, well, firstly, you said you could see stars from yeah, the balcony. that's really rare in, L- in LA. It's nice. You know, come to LA, see the stars. I could, I could probably sell that to a commercial. <laughs> <if they can. laughs> this is like podcast with the stars. I mean, there's like, it's like f- 2% of the stars that are out there, but yeah, you can see some. All right. It's nice. Um, so uh, here's some exciting news from the world of Hollywood, just while we're talking about, you know, Hollywood. Is uh, that Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. producer, uh, lone survivor. Oh, so that's, yeah, okay, that is a pretty big helicopter. Yeah, that's quite impressive, that one's actually. very close. Yep. It's pretty fucking... It's like... It's just giving me an insight into about five years from now... When the robots control the skies. Yeah, that's Dave. exactly what that is. And that's just going to be, we're just going to see like 30 or 40 or that four, was, 500 of those a night. That was straight out of the Terminator movies. Yeah, it really was, yeah. wasn't it? It was yeah. just a patrolling looked, helicopter across the skies. It slightly terrifying. Oh my God. Yeah. We're so close to that. Yeah, we are. We're so close to being like, because you know why? You're it's, talking about enslaved by robots. Well, you know what it is? I, I, I thought this the other day because I you know, had to move overseas, is that. Um, I've had to get a lot of new passwords. Oh, and then yeah. the other day, my uh, email got hacked. Oh, I no, that to... happened. Oh, yeah, I got your... E- I got your uh... But but I, okay, I knew it wasn't from you because yeah. it said, sup, and then it said the what my my uh, name, my email name is. It didn't say Dave. Which is not your name. No, it's not my name. No, it's not like I would... And it's not something I have ever called you. <laughs> no, you never would. <laughs> never would. No, it's not like... Yeah, that would be weird if that yeah. was... Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and also to all my friends, I appreciate the ones who gave me the shout out that I had been hacked. Um, you know, because some people do give yeah. you the email going, I think you've been hacked, you know, just so you know, I appreciate that. I apologize to everybody else. I'm not sure what the correct etiquette in that situation. Yeah, Some people send the group e- group all email saying, hey, I've been hacked. I assume that most of the people who have made my email are smart enough to understand that I'm probably not sending you an email that has no text and is just a link. Yeah, I didn't think Generally, that was you. I'm or say sup. Sup. <laughs> I'm never going to send you anything that says sup. But then I had to change my password like because that's what you got to do you got to change your password but my password is like and i know this is not meant to be the case but my password is essentially a variation of the same password i use for everything right right there has there is some differences because some fucking things need oh you've got to have a capital letter i know and i can't remember all this shit i've already got my shit in australia they all need to be the same some of them are different and now I can't get into shit all the time. Yeah. And it annoys me. And so I know that someone's going to come along and go, hey, we can solve this problem for you. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a problem. They're like, all you have to do is get this chip in you. And then all your stuff will just be automatic. You can use your chip. And yeah. then oh, the That's... machines win. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about to happen. Like it's happening right now. And then the machines win. I know. And I've said so many nasty things about them. That's the worst thing. Oh, I'm going to be first on their list. Yeah, you're going to the camps right away. I, I just, because they're saying, you know, some people are saying 2026 is like that, you know, I guess, what is it, the singularity or whatever they That's call what it, it, where like essentially, yeah, we might be a generation that, and here's the great thing that we've done as well, is good on us for not only getting the robots smart enough to take over, yep. but also creating an environment where our species will die out. <laughs> 
Like we've really fucking nailed getting those two into a perfect storm. That we've made the planet yeah. basically uninhabitable yeah. for us to live on just at the time where it's, the machines can take over. It's all oh, coming man. together. It's all coming together. Although they would overheat, wouldn't they? We've got to the point though where no, they'll need us as their like army, like their slave army to kind of take care of them and make sure they don't over overheat. Oh god, I don't want part of a slave army. Well, but I'm this too is the tired. thing. People want to get loaded into the we, some people say that we could be the last generation that dies. That's the other thing. Like, you know, we're honestly, we've been born at a time where yeah, your son, for example, may never die. Like, they may solve Oh, good death. God. What a nightmare. What a fucking nightmare. I don't want to. My grandmother, like, that might my sound grandmother like was a really, 96. Oh and, and God, just let One me of the die. last things she led to me, she said to me was, I'm done. I don't want to live anymore. Oh, my God. I'm just done. She said that in 1970. She said, <laughs> Said nothing but that from that day. I mean, it made for terrible Christmas, but <laughs> it did make for a weird Christmas. <laughs> She'd write it on card. <laughs> Susan's greetings. I'm done. Please let me die. Please. I keep saying it. What do I need to do? My God, people, let me die. No, I'm. But I'm all for dying. I think that dying is like I'm. If if it is true, and I'm not sure whether these things are true or not, you hear them and then you know I don't know if there's if it's actually true or whether that means that the rich people probably what it means is the rich people will be able to live forever. I'm not sure mm-hmm. they're going to start with right. Oh no, no, the rich people will live forever. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, like it's, the movie In Time. The, I mean, it's essentially going to lead to more inequality in society. I like mean, the one percent. If this all goes right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah and then they'll convince us that we have to pay more taxes because the rich yeah. people need to get more money because they have to live forever now so yeah. they need you're more money you're basically describing the movie In Time right that's what happens in it the rich people have all the time well I mean it, that makes complete sense to me That, but it, it sees, seems to me that that's where we're going as like as a human race yeah and we're doing it because of convenience like you know as in like We'll get to the point where, like, you won't be able to log on to the internet or whatever it is. Like, you know, if, if they one day said to me, you have to, like, get a chip or you can't use the internet anymore. You get a chip. You get a fucking chip. That's totally, yeah. Because they've locked us into that. Yep. Because like, they get to a point where they're like, oh, no, no, we'll just have ATMs in the street for your convenience. We're not going to sack any staff. Oh, no one's coming in the bank anymore because of ATMs. I guess we can sack staff. <laughs> oh, you know what? It costs you $2.50, by the way, now to use our supercomputer. That drives me insane. Could you, please do it, could you please do it yourself and we're going to charge you for that? Oh, by the way, we sacked humans. You know, when I worked in a bank when I was uh, in college, you know, part-time, they said uh, – they were there, but that's when ATMs were, you know, hitting big, and they were like, "Yeah, these are going to be great because uh, it's going to cost everybody less money. We won't charge, we, right? We won't have to pay tellers, the overheads and, are paying everybody. and we won't, and then we won't have to, you know, charge people to come in. There will be all the lower rates and stuff." It costs them less money to have an ATM, and then they charge you for they it. They charge you because then there's no other option, yeah. and because we get used to the convenience. And don't get me wrong, I also am a person who gets used to the convenience. Like, I'm a person who loves using, like, I'll use a foreign ATM if it's closer than the one that's mine, which costs you even more, Yeah, because of convenience. Yes. Like, I am as guilty of this as anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm the sort of person that when it says, you know, I'm against the Amazon drones, because I know it's a fucking slippery slope. But I am oh. a person, the minute it says, oh, it can get there, by the way, that book that you want, that you're not actually going to read tonight, can get there tonight. If you send it on the drone, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'll sign up to the drone. Amazon has filed for a patent in which they can send you stuff 
before you order it. A preemptive. It's a preemptive. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. But I would imagine it's you sitting on your ass and going, you know what? I wouldn't mind a toaster that can talk, and all of a sudden it just shows up. And you're like, I didn't order it yet, but you thought it. Right. Shouldn't have got your chip in. <laughs> Should have remembered your fucking passwords, and you wouldn't need your chip. I'm pro drone. I'm pro Amazon drone. Yeah, I know, but it's a slippery slope. Where oh, do we draw our horrible. Lines? It's a horrible idea, but I, mean, I love what... the idea of drones flying me shit. Oh no, no, no! I I get that. We this is how <laughs> this is how the machines take over because they convince us that they every movie that's ever been about this when they said how did the machines take over? It's because. Like, they already have. Have you sat on a fucking train? Everyone's on their fucking phone. Oh, yeah. Everyone's wobbling down the street looking at their phone. Everyone's in their car on their fucking phone. Yeah. Like, you said that Her was, her was your favorite movie of 2013. Yeah. Like, that movie just... I get that. Like, I yeah. have not seen it yet, but I like even the premise of it, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. But this is not futuristic anymore. This is now just soon. Yeah. Like, this movie is set... Soon, totally, real soon. <laughs> yeah, someone said we're like ten years away from that. Is what I heard from an AI situation. And then people just stop. Once, once we have AI, we're all fucked. We're all fucked. That's when it. You know, once once that happens, forget about it. It's over. Apart from a few confused farmers, for whom AI stands for artificial insemination. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just be sitting around with a lot of bullshit going. I thought this was the next step. I don't understand. <laughs> Why won't my computer talk to me? Am I meant to get in the bullshit? Am I meant to swim in the bullshit? I didn't see her. How does this meant to work? Oh, those poor bastards. Um. Yeah. I. It's. It's terrifying. I mean, I am terrified by it. I. Do. Oh yeah. No, we're fucked. Anyway, welcome to the happy podcast. <laughs> Started so well on the balcony. Ah. I was going to tell you some good news about Marky Mark Wahlberg, um, uh, which is that uh, Marky Mark, because mm-hmm. uh, he's a super producer, Hollywood super producer, mm-hmm. and his latest project that he's working on. Oh, here we go. They're doing a uh, gritty reboot oh. of Highway to Heaven. Really? Yeah. Is it a gritty reboot? Wow. I mean, it's a modern day I'm, take. I'm really surprised they haven't made that movie, remade that movie until now. I've actually thought that the past few years. Like, how come they haven't remade that movie? Because it's perfect to remake. Right. Perfect. Is he going to star in it, though? Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Marky Mark. Oh, yeah. Right, so I've got uh, my notebook. I was going to bring this out last time, but I was going through it and I had a few things. Like, I was cleaning out my notebook at the end of the year, writing my show. And so I had a few things that I needed to talk to you, you about. Have, you have cutouts. Yeah, I cut things out in the newspaper for, for us to talk about here on the podcast. That's so cute. Firstly, <laughs> you may know the answer to this already, but uh, who was the number one grossing movie star of 2013? You know your movies. You love going to the movies. Who got more bums on seat? Who got more people through the box office? Well, or at least was in movies that did heaps of box office because I guess they can't. You know, it's 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 essentially like which you know. I mean, the big movies were Star Trek. Yes. Uh, no, not the Hobbit. Uh, the Marky Mark thing was huge. Yeah, uh, Marky the, Mark. The, was that Ted thing this year? No, that was the year before. I think. Oh. Um, what else was really big? I'm, tr- I'm missing one. Was Harry Potter this year? 
All right. Or, gonna... or was uh, was Hunger Games last year? Or was that the year before? Hunger Games was last year. Well, that was this. That was 2013, though the second one. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Was it okay. Jennifer Lawrence? Well, let, we we can count up from. I'm not sure where we're counting up from, but uh, so uh, okay. So I'm going to say in uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, in sixth place on the list. Uh, someone who is no longer with us is my clue that I'm going to give you. In sixth place of the highest grossing film stars of 2013 is someone who is sadly no longer with us. What? A big, a guy who, I can't, I have no idea. You should know this. This is in your wheelhouse. Is it someone I like? And my clue is in your wheelhouse. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be furious that you did not get to this fast. Somebody who died that I like who's in my wheelhouse. Yes, and you will be furious that you did not get to this fast. Ed Begley Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I I can't remember anybody who died. I mean, you will be appalled that you did not get this straight away. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure I will. Yeah. I mean. Who is it? Paul Walker. <laughs> oh, fuck. God, right. I'm glad that you didn't get the clue appalled. Shit. I'm glad that you didn't get the clue uh, that you'll be furious, uh, that you didn't get it fast. <laughs> and I'm glad that you didn't get wheelhouse, which was my initial clue that I thought was actually going to be enough because cars have wheels. I thought that might get you there. Then I thought Fast and Furious definitely, but no, let's never play charades. You is what I'm saying. <laughs> you should have said Car Crash Fire. Uh, okay, so th- th- this will give you a clue for later on. But um, uh, in sixth place, Paul Walker. Yeah, seven hundred eighty-nine million dollars movies that he was involved with. But it was just in two thousand one, right? Well, I guess so. Uh, in second place, uh, sorry, in uh, fifth place is a woman, the only woman on the list, Jennifer Lawrence. No. Really? No, not Jennifer Lawrence. Um, was it uh, Amy Adams? It was not Amy Adams, no. She okay. was in at least a couple of really big films. And I think that this would have, like, you know, one that you probably won't think of as, like, being a bigger film, but was a massive, massive hit. And the other one, uh, which is in the awards seasons. Like, it's a, it's, it's a film that will figure in the awards. Scarlett Johansson? No. And it's not uh, What's-Her-Face from Gravity. It is What's-Her-Face from Gravity. Oh, it's What's-Her-Face from Sandra Bullock. <laughs> America's Sweetheart. America's what's Sweetheart. Her face oh, What's-Her-Face. <laughs> That'd be great in the credits. It was also in the... George Clooney and, and What's-Her-Face. <laughs> from Gravity, this movie you just saw. <laughs> you know, the chick you just saw. What else was she in? The Heat. Oh, the that made a lot of money. Massive. Yeah, oh, I didn't it know did that. A huge amount of money. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, I know that you don't watch the Golden Globes, but uh, one of the highlights of the Golden Globes was uh, Melissa McCarthy did a very, very funny bit. No, oh. when she was presenting an award, she's very funny. Very funny. Um, okay. In uh, fourth place uh, is someone. Uh, so anyway, I said that before. You had a clue. To, to something later in the list. So that's what I'm going to give you. That's So in fourth place... Vin the, Diesel. Vin Diesel, correct. 
eight hundred eighty-seven million dollars. So that so that's the Fast and the Furious money, and then a tiny bit of Riddick money. Right. Yeah. So well, Walker's done seven hundred eighty-nine million. So let's assume that that's pretty much Fast and Furious yeah. money, right? Yeah. So Diesel's managed to clock on less than a hundred million more. Oh, no, about a, yeah, okay, a hundred million yeah, more. Basically, that's about right. Yeah. Riddick. That's his Riddick coin. Yeah, that's his Riddick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's all right. It's not bad. Hundred million. Uh, okay. So. This is the interesting three. This is your top three money earners. Uh, at $964 million box office in 2013, uh, who is in third place? Uh, he's a he's a comedy actor. That's what I'll, I'll say for a start. Adam Sandler. Not Adam Sandler, surprisingly. Will Ferrell? Not Will Ferrell. Uh, but uh, there is a connection, Zach. certainly, to uh, Will Ferrell with this actor. Is it Zach? It's not Zach Galifianakis, no. Is it someone I someone I wouldn't guess, like Seth Rogen? Oh, uh, no. I, I feel like around the office water cooler, people would be like... Steve Carell? Steve Carell. So <laughs> the now you're office into the water cooler. Yeah, that was the best I could do. Hit, you hit me in the head with a hammer. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. After last time, I felt like... Uh, all right. So now now the big two. The, the the big two money earners. So we've seen some big names there. Apart from the... I mean, you got your Fast and Furious guys. But then you got Bullock. She's America's sweetheart. You got Carell. Like, he's a big comedy actor. Yeah. Now it's the big two. Uh, one of these guys, okay, so in second place, um, one of the finer actors of, you know, the last uh, sort of 20 years or so. Um, I don't want to give too much away, like, at the start, just to see. Um, but, you know, like a guy who's also, like a guy who was a good actor but now is making, like, some big commercial films. Because, like, obviously we're looking at now, we're looking at nearly a billion dollars. So um, it's got to be someone who uh, he had. Uh, okay, what was it? The comedies um, or dramas? One point two billion dollars. Um, he does mostly sort of ah uh, action now. Perhaps is the way to put it. He's an action guy. Yeah. So his movies in two thousand and twelve made one point two billion dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. So think, what are the sort of movies that were making that sort of money in 2013? Well, What sort of movies make billion dollars? There's the Star Trek mm-hmm. movie. Uh, but those aren't, none of those guys are around for 20 nope. years. No, no, it's not Star Trek. But you like, you kind of, it's a franchise movie. Like it's a, you know. Um, is it uh, Woody Harrelson? It's not Woody Harrelson, no. Donald Sutherland? You're missing like another big franchise. Like a, the biggest franchise, really. Uh, the, uh, the biggest Shia LaBeouf? No, like the biggest franchise in like movies at the moment. The biggest money printing machine in modern movies at the moment. It's not the uh, <laughs> Hangover movies, is it? No, it's not, it's not the Hangover movies. <laughs> What's the biggest money... The it's, Marvel Empire. Oh, those the movies. Avengers are just, was the Avengers this year? Oh, no, it was uh, Iron Man. Iron Man three. Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Robert wow, Downey Jr. Really? Who was number one on the list in 2012 after the Avengers. He made that much. Number money? two on the list, one point two billion dollars. Uh, mostly Iron Man wow. three, but uh, yes. All right. In first place, 
Beating last year's winner, Robert I'm Downey Jr. I'm never going to get this. I'd love to hear you have a guess, though. First place. First place. Above Sandra Bullock. Above Steve Carell. Above Robert Downey Jr. Well, now you're talking about McConaughey. <laughs> Uh, Mud did 900 million in Japan (laughs) Right Is it Penn? No Chris uh, uh, Sorry What's his name Uh, Kirk? No Oh it's it's Marky Mark isn't it? No it's not Marky Mark I will say It's someone that you might not expect To top a list of it's fair to say that you wouldn't necessarily expect to hear, as much as we were surprised to hear Matthew McConaughey's name alongside Robert Redford and Tom Hanks mm-hmm. uh, winning awards at the Golden Globes. That wasn't completely unexpected. We've seen that journey. But if you travel back in that time machine to 10 years ago and said that, uh, hey, in the year 2013, there's going to be a bunch of movies. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., you've heard of him, you know, big star, right? He's going to be the number two guy. Yeah. Sandy Bullock, America's Sweetheart, number five on the list. Uh, this guy's going to be number one. I think people would be surprised, is what I'm going to say. It's not DiCaprio, because he... No, people wouldn't be surprised by that. He's a fine actor who could have gone on to make big movies, and has, really, Titanic, and movies like that were massive. Well, then it's Sam Rockwell. (laughs) 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 Um... Ah, man, I... uh, I, Look, here's what I would say, to give you a clue, if I could. I think it was like... Maybe maybe not like a victory for the artistic community, but it's it's a people's victory. You know, I feel like, you know, in some ways, this guy's the people's champion. Well, then it's Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... He's the people's champion. Yeah. Clooney? No, I no, but Clooney could be referred to as the people's champion. But this, no, this guy, like, I don't know. It's like, how can I give you a good clue um, without? Um, uh, I just look. You know what? A guy who earlier on was known not so much for acting uh, was was known was known for one main thing and known a little bit for his cooking. Justin Timberlake. No. <laughs> that, that's a good guess, actually. Yeah. He was in a couple of big movies in yeah. 2013, Justin Timberlake. I'm known for his cooking. Yeah. That's a bit of a, that's a, bit of a cryptic clue. Totally thrown me off. Yeah. I, um, he's changed his name. What? Yeah. Marky Mark? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess him topping like the biggest earner in Hollywood, some people would say would make him the most electrifying name in sports and entertainment. Ah, interesting. Sports (laughs) and entertainment. It's OJ Simpson. (laughs) Um... Uh, I guess if Hollywood movies had the same The Rock? The Rock. Really? Dwayne. What was he in? The Rock Johnson. 
Uh, I'm gonna. Well, he, obviously, he was in uh, the the Fast and the Furious movie, so he gets oh, that. Right. He gets that lazy 770 yep. million out of that. And I think maybe there was like a GI, another GI Joe oh, movie, there was or a GI Joe, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's wow. his catchphrase was uh, "If you smell what the rock was cooking, that was my cooking clue." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, the people's champion. That's what the Rock's name in wrestling was. He was the people's champion. See, the, most, w- the most. He was the. He was the people's champion. He was also the most electrifying force in sports and entertainment. <laughs> I actually said his catchphrase <laughs> at one stage. Uh, <laughs> I would have never guessed him because he. I don't. I guess I just when I think of the Fast and Furious movies, I don't think of him as one of right. Them. But, but also, either, imagine yeah. if you went back in time ten years and said. See that dude? Yeah. In his underpants? Yeah, he's going to be huge. Right. What? Yep. Yeah. Who's the second biggest star? Ric Flair? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was that. That was for good. That was a good first one from the notebook. So I can clean that out of the notebook. Yeah, that was crazy. Yep. I'm happy about that. I thought you would enjoy that. Uh, what else have we got in here as I flip through the pages? Oh, A lot of stuff has been... Is it scratched out? Yeah. Well, basically what I do is I write things in my notebook and then when I'm done, like if I put them into my computer or whatever as Uh, full ideas, I kind of scratch them out. It's my process. Okay. Here's an article about a very beautiful woman. The photo, you can see her there. Uh Very beautiful woman. Uh, This was sent to me by one of the listeners to the podcast. This uh, beautiful woman. uh, Okay. uh, Her name is uh, Audrey Shulman. Audrey Shulman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a little story about Audrey okay. Shulman. It's long been said that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Yeah. That's been said by serial killers. Uh, Audrey Shulman seems to think so anyway. In an attempt to snag a boyfriend, the LA-based blogger has been bringing cakes into bars. What? The assumption being that men will flock over at the promise of baked goods. <laughs> Oh my god. She calls the process cake barring and it seems to be working pretty well. Oh my god. How, but, how do you how do you feel me, about but this? She's cute. She's stunning. She could bring poison cake to a bar <laughs> and then would fucking eat the poison cake just to be near her. She's stunning. The cake has nothing to do with it. The cake is like an added extra. The the cake is the bonus present you didn't expect you to get you were gonna get. I, I if a girl brought cake into a bar, I would think she was fucking nuts. Would you? Yeah. I enjoy cake. I like cake too. I'm not I gonna. I don't turn know how I feel cake. about bloggers. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy bars, cake, and beautiful women. So I feel like we can get over the block. Yeah. I got a podcast. She's got a blog. It's a modern day sitcom. <laughs> it really is. Oh, my God. We met at a bar where she had cake. Oh, my God. We could what pitch about, this. What about the show Blogger and Potty? <laughs> <laughs> you fall in love and you also solve crimes. Internet crimes. <laughs> fall in. You want, I know you guys want something that reflects modern technology because you don't know have you got a Twitter show? What's your Instagram idea? Oh, well, this is great. We've got uh, Blogger and Potty. Uh, they solve internet crimes. One's got a podcast. One's got a blog. They're in love. <laughs> they solve the crimes. 
<laughs> internet crimes. Blogger and party. <laughs> they solve crime. It's almost like they're chasing you're chasing the pitch down the like people that they got. Have you got any ideas about uh, an internet show? And you're like, oh yeah, well I do a podcast. We could uh, do a show about a podcast. And they're like, oh well, Marin's Marin's yeah, got we've a show. Got it's that. really pretty much a show about yeah. him doing his podcast. And like they say, we really want something with a woman in it. It's like, well, what if like. Uh, there's a, g- a girl who has a blog, and I'm a podcaster, right? And we meet and online. Like, oh, it's like it's like Marin meets Sex in the City. Yes, <laughs> and she brings cakes to bars. What? Oh, that's good. Cakes good. No, no, we we, we need like something. We we we're actually got to put this on the Cooking Network. <laughs> <laughs> People are sick of cooking shows, so we actually need comedy shows that just have food in them. That's our new thing. Yeah, it's like when MTV stopped playing music. It's what? Music. They did? Well, you know, MTV used to have music <laughs> on it. Kidding. Didn't it? Yeah. It was like 24-hour videos. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Mus- MTV, music television. It was music television. Yeah. But then they realized that people don't want to watch the same videos over and over and they can get them online. Well, yeah, YouTube destroyed that, didn't it? Audrey Shulman, again, we gave over to convenience. Now, I'm not saying it's like, I love YouTube, again. Yeah. But, you know. No, I know. Audrey Shulman. Uh, so she, she's bringing the cake. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is what? what uh, okay. So I checked with Shulman about her tips for successful cake barring. This is what she says. Mm-hmm. Offer cake to anyone you're interested in talking to, girls included. Ooh. Oh, I interesting. Like I like it, Audrey. Mm-hmm. Lesbian cake. Yeah, the way to a man's heart is mm-hmm. through a threesome. <laughs> That's what they say. Uh, their best guy friend in the bathroom could end up being someone you hit it off with. Wait, what? Oh, so the you best... give the girl cake. Yeah. So that like the guy friend actually wants to have sex with you. So you fatten up the girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you give her a bit of cake and then you sidle it on the boyfriend like Fuck, your girlfriend's eating a lot of cake. I mean I guess if you Ooh. want to be with a cake eater, but this is a very wow. this is a very image conscious city. I and mean, just wanna... look at her cramming in her goddamn mouth. I mean, it's fine with her metabolism right now. But... I'd rather put my cock in a mouth. <laughs> my mouth, not a mouth. <laughs> All right, good. That was good. I appreciate that. Covered that off. Bloggers are weird and desperate. That's what I not took. Not all from of that. them. I mean, I'm That's glad. That's what I that... took from that story. No, there's some good bloggers, but that internet. that one. That seemed like a desperate cry for attention. Yeah, that did seem a little bit like that, didn't it? But, you know, I, I, I enjoy cake. I had some cake by myself the other day at Earth Cafe. Uh, like, and a, I, a it slice? was delicious. I had a slice of cake. Where'd you have it? The Earth Cafe. Oh, that's what you said, Earth Cafe. And um, uh-huh. I had a cup of coffee. I had to go and get my hair cut. Yeah. Well, I didn't have to, but I chose to. That's what you do. And uh, I had an appointment. I had about 45 minutes to kill. And I thought, you know what? I got my book with me. I'm going to go to a cafe. I'm going to have a cup of coffee, and I'm going to eat a bit of cake. That'll be. And you thought going you premature or uh, premature? Not premature. <laughs> Heading over there. I did there. come just before I ate the cake because <laughs> I was so excited about eating the cake. I say, like, "Here's some cream of mine, carrot cake." It's that guy ejaculating and talking to a cake at the same time. That's so fucking weird. Like, which bit's more weird, that he's ejaculating or that he's talking to the cake? Equally weird. Equally weird. I think it actually makes it better. That's weird. You thought ahead of time, though, I'm going to have cake. Yeah, no, I was definitely... I was. Go- I went there because I know they have, like, a... I, I, I walked in cake. that place because they have good cake. Yeah, they do have yeah, good cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was willing to put up with their shitty coffee for the good cake. 
and um, it was fucking delicious. It yeah. was so good that because I was just going to eat it. Here's the thing: I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to eat the whole slice of cake. What we? I didn't want to eat a whole slice of cake. This oh. is uh, right now. I can tell you, this is bullshit. You. you what a bullshit thing to say to yourself. What do you mean? You're going to eat the whole slice of cake. Well, no, no, no. See, that's why I got carrot cake, because I have a secret plan with carrot cake, is uh-huh. that I can't eat a whole piece of carrot cake. Because it's so big? Yeah, and oh, because like it's kind of like, whatever it is about the cake bit of it, yeah. it fills me up really quickly. Right. I don't know. Like, so what I will do is I'll eat about half of the cake bit, but all of the icing. Because I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> You're like my son. <laughs> You're like my four-year-old. <laughs> What I'm saying is, I believe they've got the ratios all wrong. And then, <laughs> I think it should be a small, much more uh, cup, all icing cupcake size, like like I the like cake. a carrot cake cupcake, but just the cupcake, but with the normal cake size, just an amount enormous icing. amount of icing. Right? right. Yeah. Sure. Um, all right. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. But no, yeah. So it was delicious though. But uh, but no, there, so there was a girl at the next table who was quite cute, and she asked me if my cake was delicious, and I almost. <laughs> Offered her some of my cake. You're listening to Cake Stories with Will Anderson and Dave Anthony. (laughs) 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 On the All Things Comedy Network. Oh, no, I'm not on that anymore. You're not? No, 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 I'm on All Things Cake. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, That must have confused you while I was talking about cake so much. I got confused. Yeah, I'm now on All Things Cake. Yeah, okay. I logged on mistakenly one day. I was trying to get onto the All Things Comedy, and I went onto All Things Cake, (laughs) and I realized they've got a lot more subscribers plus free cake. Oh, kind of. But every day, every episode, I just have to integrate cake. I found it remarkably easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Here's, here's some news. It's a bit it's a bit out of date now, but here we go. Um, people take time off uh, porn for major major sporting events, news events, and holidays. What? <laughs> so uh, on Wait, triple that's... on triple X sites on Thanksgiving, traffic traffic went down on twenty nine percent on Thanksgiving. Twenty nine percent. What else? Are you, you going to sit there while you're <laughs> with your family and be like, uh, you know, I'm not going to log off. <laughs> I'm still going to look at this, but you guys just keep talking. It's hey, good. Grandma, just sit down. <laughs> I'm sorry, my cock's out, uh, but this is. I'm not going to log off my porn. <laughs> I've enjoyed. <laughs> I've enjoyed seeing you stuff that turkey. In fact, I just have to step out a moment. Could I grab my iPad? <laughs> Which reminds me. So twenty nine percent on Thanksgiving, uh, porn sites are down, and uh, that's actually I thought it would be more than twenty nine percent. And on uh, Black Friday, when everyone was out for the bargains, uh-huh. uh huh, what percent do you think porn went down that day? Fifteen, seven percent. That's so, not a lot. That's not that lot. That's like hardly anything. There's a lot of people making up for Thanksgiving though. Twenty nine percent. You didn't log on on Thanksgiving. Got a couple away. Oh there. god, I got to get back I'm to back. my porn. <laughs> I missed you. It's called Black Friday in my house too, for different reasons. Different reasons. Uh, when Kate and Will's tied the knot in the UK, the royal wedding. Porn viewing dropped fifteen percent. What? That is ridiculous. People logged off of porn to watch them get married. What is happening down there? <laughs> Hang on a second. I was enjoying this 
anal on anal always <laughs> in gangbang. But I would also like to see the next king and queen consummate their marriage. <laughs> not consummate, I suppose. No, that's that's actually what that's they actually, did. Do you want to see? <laughs> oh my god, they're gonna fuck, right? right they're gonna I'm gonna, fuck, right? I'm gonna watch the wedding at the end. Can I just fuck. skip through? Do I need they... to get it to buffer? I don't want to watch this shit at the start. No, this is the boring yeah, shit. Yeah, blah blah, blah 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 blah. Walk around in your dress. Right. Just get to the fucking... And he's going to fuck the hot sister too, right? <laughs> the hot sister, definitely. Gonna In her hat. Um, two, two girls, one hat. <laughs> the royal wedding story. <laughs> the royal wedding porn video. <laughs> two girls, <laughs> one hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I'm going to call this episode Two Girls, One Hat. Yeah. And we are going to get a lot of very confused... <laughs> <laughs> um, People who are so super into the royal family it, are going to be offended. It went fifth, down fifteen percent, uh, but as soon as the wedding was over, it spiked back up. Oh again. my god! Seriously? Yeah. Do you know why that is? I bet it was dudes. Uh, how many? I wonder how many women go on those porn sites. I, I, you get as many as guys, or you think it's you know more what? guys? Here's what I will say more and more. I run into girls who openly talk about the idea that they watch porn. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if it's actually higher than I thought it was. Yeah. And it, just because it wasn't something that was... I think even things like, as silly as it sounds, like, well, the porn culture obviously is part of it, but also things like Fifty Shades of Grey and all those sort of things has allowed women to sort of publicly, you know, right. sort of you know, express that sort of thing. And then it's made it a bit easier to say, well, I'm into this. And if you're into like, for example, I was talking to a girl the other night and she was saying that she first went to like, you know, a porn site because she used to go to an erotic literature site, which I oh, guess yeah. is just like a one up from the 50 shades yeah. of gray. Yeah. And then suddenly they click through ads to like some porn site that she ended up like, you know, that. So yeah, I guess more now, but I'd say I'm still mostly dudes. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> Okay, so uh, what other uh, uh, days can we look at here? Okay, so it's gone down 22%, 29% uh, for Thanksgiving. It's gone down 7% for Black Friday. Let's rank them on how okay. how likely they are for people to stop masturbating. Yep. So Thanksgiving uh, is your most likely for people to stop masturbating at this stage. Uh, let's see if we can find anything that beats it. Christmas has got to be. Well, let's, let's see if we can find here. Um, all right. Uh, 7%... Uh, let's okay. So, uh, if it dropped seven percent on Black Friday, there was another news event that it also dropped seven percent for. A very major American news event, one of the biggest American news events of certainly the last election um, day. No, but like even probably even a bigger American news story than election day. Something that was a very, very big story in America. Just like a regular old. Event sort of thing? An event? Or is it like a yearly event? No, like a one-off event. It will never happen again. Uh, It was the culmination of something, a a tragedy that started uh, over 10 years ago. Oh, Jesus. Now I'm totally confused. Okay, I'll I'll put, because I I, I don't want to give too many clues on this one because it's quite a serious thing. Uh, The day Osama bin Laden was killed. Oh, we all stopped jerking off. 7%. Seven percent. of us Same amount like, as Black Friday. I'm going to watch this. I'm just going to watch this, yeah. and then I'm going to jerk off. And then off. I'm going to go right back to it. <laughs> that, that was the seven percent who jerked off on the television. This one's for you, Ayatollah Bin Laden. What? <laughs> Whatever. 
It's a difference. Oh, I'm going to watch Turkish porn for this. Um, uh, I will say the Super Bowl is the number one day that we jerk off the least, but let's go. Oh, that's your bet? That's my bet. Okay, all right. Here we go. Um, Christmas Eve dropped 22%. Wow. Well, so you know what? You're trying to get in on Santa's nice list at the last moment. Yeah. You don't want Santa to be coming down the chimney as you're coming up the chimney. Oh, you know? yeah. I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> a white Christmas at your house is a completely different It's a thing. whole different. Um, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Thirty four percent drop. Because yeah, everyone's out getting drunk. Right. It's New Year's yeah. Eve. And you're trying and you're probably trying to actually have sex night. in real life. Yeah, that's, that's a good night to night get some fucking on. Yeah. Um Earth Day? <laughs> what? One percent. Zero percent. Exactly the same. No <laughs> No change. Uh, you know what? This one's for you, uh, Mother Nature. Uh, the Super Bowl. There we go. 22% Jesus, across what? the US. But interestingly enough, did Boston play last year? Who are the Giants and the Patriots? Um, what, the what? New York Giants and the, the New England Patriots. New York Giants and New England Patriots. Okay, so because uh, it says here that... Uh, it's Boston and... Uh, it is Boston and New York. New York. Or something, yeah, yeah. So New York's traffic dropped thirty-one percent. Uh huh. Boston's forty-one percent. Yeah. That so makes in sense. Boston, a lot of people yeah. really they really like their sports like, in yeah. Boston. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We've checked. There's a sports game on today. I can masturbate. Have the Dropkick Murphys put out a new album? No. Okay. Well, in that case, let's we'll get to the game. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, that was good. I like that. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. This is an interesting one. Yeah. On the day, the Mayan calendar purportedly predicted the end of the world. <laughs> and this is the day my dad stopped masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel to How I Met Your Mother. The day my dad stopped masturbating. <laughs> Ten-year show leading up to finding out what was that day. Uh 10% spike in use. <laughs> yep. Might be the end of the world. Oh, yep. well. Nah, I'm gonna, let's just get this over with one last well, time. Might as well grab. I'm going to see that girl on girl on girl on girl on guy one last time. The old classic. I'm going to go and download two girls, one hat. Uh, all right. Okay. Good. That was good. We got through that. I like that. I'm uh, not that I really like to talk about my porn usage and things like that on this show. Just not because I'm uncomfortable talking about it, but because I think it's a gross image for people at home who listen to the podcast have to, you know, put up with me talking about those sort of things. But I've been trying to use less <laughs> pornography. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Because I like, because I'm not really doing any like relationshipy stuff. You know, I'm alone in a like yeah. an apartment by myself. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I could just do it all day, all day. It gets a little depressing. It's terribly depressing. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm in that period at the moment. So doing a lot more podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> podcasting nineteen percent. 
I mean, essentially, this is the oral equivalent of masturbation, you know? I've taped it and you all have to fucking listen to it. Yeah, it is. All right, I think we're nearly getting to the end. This would be good. We'll nearly be finished this. Uh, oh, oh, I had a gross incident. A what? So, um, so I'm in a new apartment block. This apartment block has, uh, it's um, like, you know, it's a new building. Yeah. So, everybody in here um, is moving into the building, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those sort of things. So, you know, you're getting to know your neighbours and... And that sort of thing. Oh, my God. I'm not going to be able to do that. What do you want? Do you want me to walk over the other side? Do I need to walk with you? No, you don't need to. I'm just going to pause it. We'll get back to the apartment in a second, but we just had a pause and I told you something off air that you hadn't heard, so I'm going to tell you. Okay. Live on the podcast. Yeah. It's a great story about Bill Murray that came out while the day we recorded this. People will have heard it for a few days before, you know, this. Uh But Bill Murray uh, came out and apologized um, for... He did a Reddit thing, you know, where he was answering questions. Uh And um, he just, like apologized for Garfield and just said how terrible it was and revealed that he only did it because he thought that the Cohen brothers, like a guy called Joel Cohen wrote it and he thought it was like the Cohen brothers. Yeah. Like, and so he didn't read the script. He just assumed it'd be funny. And then he got there and he was like, this is shit. Was like, and then it, uh, it's not, no, it's not the Cohen brothers. Wait, what? It, wait, what? <laughs> I'm totally confused. So, he did a, a Reddit. So he did this Reddit question and answer segment, yeah. right? And someone asked him about Garfield or what his regrets were or did he regret any movies he made or whatever. And he was like, yeah, he regretted making Garfield. And he revealed that he'd only signed on to it because the writer of it, it was Joel Cohen. What? C-O-H-E-N. Are you ki- What? I'm going to Google this now. I'm going to have to. He actually. I've only, I've only half read the story myself, so I need to. actually thought that they wrote Garfield? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is remarkable there's no way then why didn't he could have pulled out at any time that can't be real that can't be real <laughs> well, I mean, hang he on, had to go. have been lying I mean it might be a joke it, it could be because I haven't read the whole thing okay so he's asked okay here we go Bill Murray participated in Ask Me Anything Reddit session on Friday and fielded questions about everything from Saturday Night Live to why he did the Garfield movie the comedian said he said that believes the recent SNL cast led by Kristen Wiig is the best group since the original ensemble. I agree with that. There's a lot of good people on that show. They are my favorite groups. And, uh, yeah, okay, blah, blah, blah. Is Kristen Wiig still on it? No. no. Oh. Uh, yeah, sometimes, I think. Yeah, I saw her on it the other mm-hmm. night. She's she's really funny. Yeah. I saw... Um, Have you ever seen Tiny Hands? No, I've never seen it. Okay, so tonight you're going to watch Tiny Hands. You're going to YouTube it. It's something Kristen Wiig... D- does did on Saturday Night Live and it's it's so fucking funny that it, I can't even believe what I'm I saw that um, the uh, Forrest Gump movie that Ben Stiller made and um, the Forrest Gump gritty reboot the uh, Walter Mitty I'm um, Walter Mitty yeah whatever it is being Walter Mitty you saw the that, man right? who was Walter Mitty yeah whatever that movie was it is bad oh my god. Like, <laughs> It's just bad in a way that I can't even explain to you. Yeah. It's a bad in a way that if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't notice it was so terrible. Yeah. It's so well made. Like it's, you know, it's beautifully shot. Uh-huh. It's well directed. It's like someone said, like at university, he's a perfect movie and none of it works. Yeah. Like you don't connect to the character. Right. You, like the, the funny set pieces aren't funny enough yeah. to be funny. Like there's all these moments, like the conceit, you know, that he goes into these fantasy things. 
it's so often you're like, yeah, this could have been so fucking great. Like, yeah. I get why this is like a project that all these good people are involved in. Yeah. It sounds like it could be awesome. It's not. It's devoid of like heart <laughs> and energy and it's like, it's terrible. Like, it's it's like Forrest Gump without any of the inventiveness. <laughs> Oh world's God. most damning review. <laughs> like Jesus, that's it honestly made me wish I was watching Forrest Gump. Really? Yeah. It's like someone oh. said, "Could you please make a version of Forrest Gump that is even more clinical less and gumpy. terrible? <laughs> yeah, less gumpy. <laughs> Forrest Gump, but not so much gump. Just without the gump. Yeah, that didn't surprise me because the trailer. You just go, "Why would I?" But watch she's that? fantastic. Like she, she can be Who? even uh, Kristen Wiig's in it. She plays oh, the love is. interest, and oh. she is she's just great. Stunning. Anchorman 2, again, a film that I found underwhelming to say the very least. She, every scene she's, she's in, funny. she's just amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so Murray divulged that the movie he had the most fun filming was 2005's Broken Flowers. That's uh, a good movie. And that he mistakenly believed he was doing a Coen Brothers film when he signed on for Garfield because the screenplay was credited to Joel Cohen. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so amazing. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. And when he did the sequel, he was like, now fool me once. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, I was going to tell you uh, that um, – so, I'm living in this new apartment block, and one of the things that I have kind of said to myself is pl- try to get to – because I'm, I'm notorious for not being – not getting to know my neighbors, not being mm. like a – I want to be a good tenant. I'm trying to like, you know, yeah. make sure that like when there's like – because shit's being delivered and everybody else is moving in as well, yeah. you kind of recycle all your shit and like make sure that like you're a good tenant, yeah. right? I'm trying to get to know people. There's like a building manager. His name's Douglas uh-huh. and uh, he's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've met a couple of my neighbors and I've like, you know, written their names down so that I will remember them. Yeah. I've started to make up stories about other neighbors that I'm not re- like when you just see uh-huh. snippets of people, yeah. like, like there's a hot girl down in like the front apartment who's like, could be really young or could be like in her early thirties. It's a bit uh-huh. hard to tell cause she's a little person, not yeah. little, not a, not a little person. I gotcha. She's, she's, she's small. small. Yeah. And um, she's she's quite pretty, and she has a tiny dog. And there's an older gentleman who's helping her move in, who could be her boyfriend or could be her dad. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. I haven't worked it out. But for, or both. I'm enjoying the speculation. Me and my next door neighbour have ordered a lot of stuff from the same places. So I imagine if I went into their apartment, it would look, look a lot exactly like my apartment. <laughs> I love your taste. Um, there's teething problems because it's a brand new building. It's been actually mostly fantastic. But they uh-huh. said when we moved in just to take a little list of, you know, if there were things that are not working or PowerPoints or whatever because it's yeah. a new building and they just fix them immediately. You know, that's right. – so they're really cool about it. Yeah. And I've had no problems until the day I was going to have a friend's day. And uh, that day I went into the spare bathroom and the sink – there was like all this like dirty that like like the sink had been full of dirty water uh-huh. and then like it had drained away yeah. and so I just and I was like now that looks like it could be like plants or it looks like it could be the <laughs> oh residue of it. and you know like what I'm like with shit like I yeah that's gross I mean it's gross yeah. like I'm not yeah it's just not my world I yeah. don't enjoy it it's no not you my don't world. like the the thing I know about you is. You don't like a shitty sink. No, I do not like a shitty sink. (laughs) I was thinking about moving back to Australia. (laughs) So anyway, 
I thought, well, maybe it's a one-off. Maybe something's gone wrong. I'd been, uh, I had, I got a new washing machine, uh-huh. and so I was, I'd been running that a lot. I thought because I'd been washing the sheets and like, yeah, because you get new sheets, you get new towels, you get new whatever. Yeah. You have You're to washing. wash everything, yeah. right? So I thought, well, maybe I've just been running it too often. I had got something like backed up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not going to be an issue. I won't run it as often. So next day I've gone down and there's this weird smell and I'm like, oh, this is not good. And I've gone in full sink of like shit water, like a sh- full shitty sink. It's full? Full. Like full. There's clearly some plumbing issue, right? Oh. And so I've got my mate coming that next day and I'm yeah. like panicking that it's like, oh God, I don't you're want to be like, with, You're the guy with the shit sink. Right. And so I had to get like the plumber in. That's fine. They said, we'll get yeah. the plumber in. The guy came around that day. They were really good about it. Mm-hmm. But when I've come back, they're still working on it. And I had under the sink, like some towels, like in the cupboard under the sink, like you would have, right? Uh-huh. And I didn't realize this at the time, but because I just I didn't really, they fixed it all. They cleaned it all. Yeah. But like Douglas, the building manager who I see all the time, like he came back the other day and he's like, uh, like rung my doorbell and this is like a cool dude this is a dude when I'm away on tour and whatever rings me and says hey there's a package outside your door yeah. do you want me to open the door and like put it in for you like it's been really good to kind of mm-hmm. have someone to do that because I'm away so much and you yeah. know like and he came back and he he'd washed my shitty towels like my towels had been covered in shit like my beautiful white towel because you know like <laughs> under the sink and he had to t- oh. take my shit towels away and wash my shit towels and then bring them back I don't think I would ever use them again. I, I don't think that I can. I, I almost had to burn down the house <laughs> and myself. I almost had to set him and myself on flame. Oh, that's fire. so gross. I can't look him in the eye. No, he he held your shit towels. It was that's gross, like a man. that's like a the that's what people of the lower caste do. <laughs> so, so, so disgusting. I just wish he'd throw them away. He's the man who holds your shit towels. No, you have to throw them away. Just throw them away. You know, when Finn was young and he would uh, have an accident at school, yeah, like he'd poo his pants or something, right? they would always take the underwear and put it in a bag. <laughs> just for a second. Again, like, give it they back would always to take us. the underwear and hang it on a flagpole <laughs> outside the school <laughs> in shame like someone's head in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Your son's shit bag. You take this home. <laughs> you take this shame home. You do with it what you want, but we suggest you put it in the corner of the kitchen to remind you. <laughs> This is what your spawn has done. God, we are but so were... terribly designed as human beings that we can. We are still shitting ourselves when you expect us to be in school. <laughs> giraffes, <laughs> like giraffes come out and walk on the first day. Yeah, but they also shit lay... all over the place. Well, I mean, they can though. Yeah, I mean, they now walking on the first day. I bet they could nail shitting in a toilet if they needed to go to I school. I bet they could. Yeah. No, but but they would put the underwear in there, and I'd always be like. Just throw it out. Throw it away. I'm, I'm not going to... You're just giving me something I have to throw in the garbage can. I'm not buying him Calvin Klein's. Well, I am buying him out Calvin Klein's. Oh, you are? <laughs> <laughs> so, Only the best for my boy. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You're a good father. Um, oh, oh, I think we got to the end of the, the, notebook. the notes. Oh, no, hang on. Here's one. Oh. I had one more thing that I needed to... Uh, to share with you because I thought that you uh oh okay well a couple of things firstly um I was in Santa Barbara last night doing set list yeah and uh you uh went to college in Santa Barbara I did and uh they um 
It's fair to say it's an affluent town. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, so not a lot of people have had to, you know. And so I was doing it in my set. I was doing a little bit of mockery of, of yeah. the crowd and the demographics of the crowd. I was basically saying that the audience, because there were so many beautiful people there. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was like I was in, like, the world's most attractive game of yeah. Guess Who. Because the- they were all just there in chairs, all these beautiful people. Yeah. Per, so, per capita, Santa Barbara has the most attractive people on earth. Right. And yeah. so then I started riffing on the idea of how hard it would be to play Guess Who with them because it would be like, you know, um, do you have more taste than normal human beings? <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> have you never worked for a living? <laughs> Everybody. You know, like, and I was like, so I'm riffing on that. Are you a black person? No, 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 no. Okay, fair enough. Okay, that's. And so I'm having this like, uh, uh, I'm having uh, fun with that idea. And then at the end of the gig, this girl comes up to me and she's like, "Thank God you finally came here and told these people what they need to hear." Like, you know, it's good to have some truth in this town, right? And then someone's got to break it down. And then she's handed me her card, and this was like the best punch. She goes, "This is my card. You know, next time you're in town, uh, this is. The, I won't say her name." Even though it's very, uh, uh, just just for your sake, you, I think you'll enjoy how close that name is to your name, if you can if you can see the name there on the card. Oh boy! Um, wow. Okay. But uh, so this is uh, this is the card. This person who said, "Thank God, someone's finally come to yeah. Santa Barbara and fucking kept it real." Yeah. Said the fucking word on the street and yeah. cut through the bullshit. Uh, her organisation she works for uh, is called um, Peace of Space. <laughs> No, not peace as in like a peace, but a peace as in like peace, man. Yep. Peace yep. of space. But I think it's like a, a play yep. on, right? Sure. Then the the slogan for peace of space. This is the woman who told me to keep it real. Mm-hmm. Simplify. Create. Live. <laughs> I was leaving that room to put keep it real. Also keep it real. Keep it real. And uh, she, uh, her title at uh, Piece of Space, Simplify, Create, Live, is mm-hmm. Organizing Consultant. <laughs> I mean, if there is anyone who is Ooh. from the streets, like Jay-Z, who knows how to fucking keep it real, it is an organizing consultant. Good God. You know what? Here's the thing. I don't even understand what that business is. I do. And what that person does. I know what she does. What does she do? So there are people who... By the way, I'm not trying to rip on this person. She was very lovely after the gig. I just thought this was very funny. This was this is as real as it gets on the main streets of Santa Barbara. Uh, so there are people who have houses and stuff and they feel it's too cluttered, particularly closet space. Too much stuff? Or people it's just not organized stuff. well, and they yep. and they have people come in and reorganize their closets uh-huh. and their hoarders for and people their for hoarders office or whatever. Yep. They're not even hoarders; they're just rich people, right? Rich, that well, rich hoarders nothing, much have stuff. nothing to do, and they're like, "Oh, I wish I could someone come in and show me where to put my shoes." Where do I put all this stuff? <laughs> this expensive stuff. I can stop what, buying it, but I have all this money. That's what she does. But you can also look up. Why don't you look up the website? I mean, I could, well, maybe, should I do it now? Yeah, pieceofspace.com. Right. Okay, all right. I, be, I bet it, I bet you're going to see a picture of a closet. All right. I bet anything, although the front has a, the front of the card has a, a sand dollar. You guys have sand dollars down there. I don't know what that is. You don't know what a sand dollar is? No. So it's like a round shell. Never seen that before. Oh, you guys don't have sand dollars there? No. 
Um, it's like a shell that is round that has almost like a pot leaf looking symbol on it. I love that you guys, um, everything is fucking money, isn't it? Even a fucking shell on the beach, you have to turn that into fucking money. Well, that was our, uh, our original money. <laughs> sand, sand dollars. Dollar. Yeah, that's what America was originally built on sand dollar trading. Piece of space. Well, what you get when you go to piecesofspace.com, uh, simplify, create, live. Uh, is you get uh, a picture of the sand dollar again. <laughs> same, same picture. I like a bigger picture, bigger version of that. Um, again, I don't, oh, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm making fun of this, but let's read the description okay. and let's see what... Uh, yeah. Okay. Piece of space organizing. You're right. There you go. See? Uh, lends a hand to people who wish to regain balance in their homes and work environments. Uh-huh. So there you go. It's a feng shui-ish uh, Right, situation. you need to get some balance. I need, I need some, some balance. balance. You know, my house is very east heavy with the furniture. Uh, you mean of the Orient? And no, it's heavy pointing towards the, oh, east, towards the this, east side right. of this. So I, I need someone like to come in and Chinese go, shit or something. move the couch over there a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um... It, well, how, do, how would you accomplish that? I'll tell you how you accomplish it. This is accomplished by evaluating their spaces and discovering the vision that will bring harmony and simplicity to their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Diane supports her clients in performing the hands-on work of lessening the excess. Oh, right. So she doesn't even actually do the shit. <laughs> she just supports you while you, <laughs> while you move your shit so, around. So she's someone who comes she's in and like, tells you where to there. move stuff. You fucking move that couch <laughs> over there. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a great job. Yeah. I feel like she's yeah. cornered a good market. Yeah. Um, uh, then a system in creating methods for creating flow and function. Yeah, so it seems like it's a... You know, it's about having a peaceful space. It's kind of a bit feng shui in nature, you know? It's kind of like home organizing slash feng shui. But it's not going well, the business. What do you mean? Well, she's mad at the rich people. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, I guess so. So she is having conflict in oh. Santa Barbara. Actually, you know what? I think her stuff might be about minimalism, which I kind of respond to even I'm, now. I'm, I'm good with minimal. I like, like minimalism. Because my whole thing about moving over here was like, I didn't want to get too much shit that I didn't actually need. Like, I don't yeah. want to get anything for the house that I'm not going to use. Right. Like, if I'm like, am I actually going to sit on that or am I actually going to like, if not, then I'm not going to fucking get it. Right. So I kind of like that. And I'm digging that already. I feel like even coming out here and using the balcony, because I only have a few spaces here, I'm yeah. like, I'm going to use them. It's yeah. been fun. I'm, I feel like it's been cool. So maybe I'm all, all up and fucking, maybe I've got my own piece of space. You know what I mean? Maybe you do. Right? Yeah. Maybe we've all found our own piece of space. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening to Piece of Space, the podcast. Um, so here's a philosophy. Uh, the less stuff we have, the more life we can live. I love it. Okay. It's a great philosophy. It is a good philosophy. That is a, essentially, that's a, well, you know, this is why she's having a problem with the rich people, right? She's essentially, this is like, she's like Occupy with the fucking website. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's, she's not about the one percenters. She's about like, hey, he who dies with the most toys still fucking dies, motherfucker. Like, just live your life and enjoy the moment. I'm digging it. I'm, if she really it. if she really cared about this philosophy and yeah. she really believed in it, she wouldn't be doing it in Santa Barbara. She would take this down to South Central and help help the people who really need it. I feel like she can ease her way in. <laughs> you know what I mean? She might. I think she would help the poor. Our homes should be a respite from the outside world. I, I agree with you. I agree with that. My mission with each client is to establish a safe haven from the stress and pressures of our busy lives. Again, 
Who's going to disagree with that? Not me. Uh, together, we will accomplish this with hands-on work. She fucking emphasizes the fact that you're going to have to move shit, though, doesn't she? On. Wouldn't it be great if at the end it was just that she sold beanbags? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of that Chesterfield lounge. <laughs> what you need is a beanbag. By the way, I know a guy who sells beanbags. You do? Yeah, I'll go, guy. <laughs> um, so, uh, hands on work coaching, coaching, I love that, and creating systems which support your vision and set you up for success. I like it. Feels positive. So, she goes in and tells people to throw shit out. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> You've got too much shit thrown out. Do you need this vase? By the way, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll get it up your hands. She also has a thriving second-hand antique store. That's where she's made. This is really a front. This is where she's laundering the cash. Allegedly. Uh, all right. Uh, one of my friends is studying law, studying media and media law. And uh, they have to. They get to study fake cases, you yeah. know. Like, and normally, much like uh, TV's Law and Order. Yep. Where they're ripped from the headlines, yep. so that the kids in the in the law class are, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm engaged in this case. I can right. feel like it's a real thing. They, I guess, they take real life events and they they slightly change them. Yeah, right. So my uh, friend who's studying media law sent me an example from uh, the text that she is studying. Mm-hmm. The case, Dave. Yes. Andros versus Comedy Capers Ptyltd. High Court of Australia, 2009. Oh, boy. Summary of facts. Wilhelmina Andros Uh was a stand-up comedian. Yes. Who was employed by Comedy Capers, PTYLTD, to perform a series of shows based on her moderately successful Goodwill tour. (laughs) 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 Firstly. I know it was moderately successful. Moderately successful. (laughs) Come on. Like. Sold 50,000 tickets. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> um, uh, Wilhelmina's comedy routine for these shows, because uh-huh. cause what you're asking right now is, why has this come to court, right? Yeah. What, what, what's happened here? Uh, Wilhelmina's comedy routine for these shows was controversial. Oh, boy. As it included material that was highly offensive. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. Racist. Right. And homophobic. Like the guy in uh, France right now. Oh, the, the, who's uh, the quin- the quinola- doing the salute. Yeah, the, the They're salute, all doing the it in the football Nazi and stuff. The, re- the reverse yeah. Nazi. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting character. Right, he's a he's a comedian who has, but he's a right wing comedian. Well, he is used that what to he used to be like a normal comedian. And I think he was popular, and then he started to lose his popularity, and then he turned into this anti-Semitic sort of asshole oh, right. guy. I'm like, well, wasn't there that dude here? I mean, not the, exactly the same, but in America, who was that dickhead who was like really popular for a little while, who had a blackboard and had all those stupid opinions about America? And people really liked him. I want to say his name was Glenn or something. Oh, Glenn Beck? Glenn Beck, right? Yeah. Wasn't he like a morning radio guy or like a... Yeah, he was originally tried to be a comedian. Like and a then comedian, he was a morning right? radio zoo guy. And then he was like, oh, you know, no, hang on. Being yeah. a right-wing nutbag, that, right. there's a demo for that. Yeah. So this guy probably like a bit the same, right? Yeah, yeah. So he... he yeah, he started I doing... I mean, racist got a laugh too, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> 
<clears throat> there's a there's a big population if you uh, that'll enjoy your anti-Semitic uh, nonsense if you go into that. So that's what he's been doing, and uh, it's very similar to that. France is also a country <laughs> where um, the president uh, at the moment has like a mistress yeah. and. Uh, like an a actress. girlfriend, and yeah, he's, uh, got, he's got a girlfriend and a mistress. <laughs> but the girlfriend, the girlfriend is actually on the official government webpage as like the first chick or whatever. But she's it's not. Fred, so they're just like, ah, we're crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so now he's got a girlfriend, and everyone's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Uh, Wilhelmina's comedy routine for these shows was controversial, as it included material that was highly offensive, racist, and homophobic. As a result. The shows were the subject of protests by gay rights groups. Right. And again, I apologize. Brackets. <laughs> among others. They've really gone the opposite way with you. Not only gay rights groups, but among others. <clears throat> Comedy Capers PTYLTD proposed to hold Wilhelmina's shows in His Majesty's Theatre in downtown Adelaide, which the company owned and operated. Senior managers of the company discussed the controversial nature of Wilhelmina's act and considered putting on extra security guards during the shows and at the performer's entrance to the theatre. However, as they were concerned about the additional cost, no more security guards than usual were engaged for oh, Wilhelmina's shows. Oh no, this is not going to end well. Anyway, I, I actually don't know what the rest of it was. There's oh no! Of, no, they I didn't. think that someone got in and attacked you. They didn't. I am assuming there was some sort of security incident. I, I assume. I'm thing. assuming you were shot. If anyone is studying that and uh, has the entire thing, I would love to know how it all ends. But that's uh, that's how much of it I've seen so far. I think you were shot. I enjoyed that I'd made a well, somebody based on like you know law and order. Not not act, not actually exactly just. I mean, you know what happens. To inspired snitches. by. Snitches get That's stitches. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. That's really awesome. That means you finally made it. I think that, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I think it's, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Dave Anthony, people can find you on uh, Twitter, at Dave Anthony. They can listen to your podcast, Walking the Room, The Dollop. You can check that out as well. Um, uh, you, Largo, you're doing a show at Largo? February 11th. What? Where else? Uh, that's all I have right now. I haven't booked anything else. All right. Um, you can... Oh, uh, wow. the fuck just happened then? I think that was uh, either someone slamming a door really loud and it echoed or a gunshot. And um, I, um, uh, my album, Shame Chamber, is on base. Oh, yeah. Download Shame Chamber. Yeah. Uh, my tour, of Illuminati, is uh, on sale in Adelaide, uh, Brisbane, Melbourne, and Sydney. I will say that... Uh, Sydney, because uh, I'm only doing a couple of shows, uh, it's more than half sold out already. And I know it's not uh, until April and I'm sure that pe- – oh, sorry, it's not until May. And I'm sure that if people are like, fuck, don't make us decide what we're doing in May right now, uh, I'm not going to make you do that. But I'm just telling you that uh, about half of the audience have decided and they're coming. <laughs> so if you would like tickets, fucking get in quick. Um, and also Brisbane because I'm only doing six shows. Um, it's a limited run there. So like a couple of those shows, particularly the Cheap Tuesday, are getting pretty close to selling out. So if you want to save a few bucks, um, get in pretty quick for that one. Uh, but yeah, like that's all on sale at the moment. Plus I'm in San Francisco for uh, Sketchfest uh, between the 7th and the 9th. And I have a bunch of other gigs around town in LA, willanderson.com.au uh, is the place that you can find the information about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else should I say? So I, I've forgotten to... I forgot. Oh, I'm updating the website recently, so all the episodes. If you want to uh, get them through the website, uh, Charlie taught me how to update the website. I haven't learned how to update all the ads and stuff. Charlie, like that. yeah, yeah, but yeah, Charlie 
He sent me instructions. He's really good. He sends me step by step instructions and like with really? screen grabs and like do this, and really do that. Yeah, he's pretty good because he was updating it himself. He was, and I was like, I, you've got to stop doing Free that because it's like. It's like it's hard enough that he doesn't get to do the podcast. And, well, it's and like, then he, he was it's like, like you, to... it's like you broke up with your girlfriend and she still, she still has to come over and feed the dog. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Except that while feeding the dog, she has to listen to me and my new girlfriend fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like that. Uh, Tofop quotes uh, on Twitter uh, and on Tumblr. If you like some quotes from the show, please post them on those pages. Um, it's always amusing to me when I see them back. I'm going to put up a new best of soon. Uh, Justin Hobson, who's been working on those, and we are working on a new T-shirt for the one-year anniversary. February 15 uh, is one year. It's probably going to be around 100 episodes by then. I didn't. I couldn't decide whether I'd do a 100-episode thing or I'd, whether I'd do a one-year faux-fop thing. I think we might get by 100 episodes before we get to the one year, but it'll be yeah. about the same. But we're going to do a new T-shirt to commemorate that. Ah. Um, James Fosdyke is... Uh, oh, oh well, that poster is awesome, by the way. It's fucking amazing, yeah. isn't it? He's really good. It's 100 actual like fans of mine in that poster who sent their photos in yeah and he's put but they're like there's in jokes and there's like yeah there's so like there's so many things in there that even i don't see on like the james sends me through and go what about this and what about this he's yeah. so fucking talented yeah, it's ridiculous is. um so he's done an amazing job with that i'm really excited about that poster and and, and what he's done with that and um yeah, I'm really excited about going home and do trial shows for the tour and stuff so uh uh yeah please come out and see the shows that'd be really cool um <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, we're going to need a new T-shirt for the um, for the, the the one year. We're looking at a, mm-hmm. some sort of guest Charlie thing. Oh, we're not sure, like a guest no. Char- like a guest Charlie T-shirt. Yeah, and we're not sure what it would be. But I think the best way to celebrate like a year of no Charlie is with a a guest Charlie T-shirt yeah, of some kind. Sense. So um, so watch out for that uh, when that comes out as well. Dave, would you like to sign off? Fourth out. Mm-hmm.